1: Sift Pop podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience.
2: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. You may not have realized it, but this whole time, we've actually been sending this podcast via Mindcom. It's Sift Pop.
3: Aaron, I'm sending you a Mindcom right now.
2: I know. People think our lips are moving, but our lips aren't moving when we record this. Yeah, not at all. Exactly. It's all Mindcom. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon, or Sunday, or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron.
3: Patrons get perks!
2: Patrons get those perks! Uh I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined, as always, by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And today's guru, from the Quality Check Podcast... It's Daniel Posey, Woo! gentlemen. Thank you,
1: thank you. It's always a blast to come on here and talk to you all. Yeah. I love it. You guys have a lot of fun, and I just love, yeah. I just love the the energy that you guys have, and and what you guys end up bringing. And I, I I love I love coming on any chance that I get. Look
2: at that. We love Daniel, having sweet. you on. Sweet yeah. sweet talking us. We just love <laughs> that deep baritone bass It's all about the that voice. Bass, bass,
1: bass, as man. uh yeah, as you were saying, uh, Andrew, about Mister Freak, I'm Mister Temptation. And that's pretty much my, uh, (laughs) from the temptations. Not an actual temptation, unless the voice
2: is. I don't know. Maybe it is for some. Well, we love having you here, man. It's absolutely great. This is, we figured out your fourth time on the show. Number four. And, uh, previously we seem to have a thing with, uh, Disney movies with you. That's the thing. That's the staple. The Ghost in the Shell, not a Disney movie. Not at all.
3: (laughs) Well, when Disney makes 80% of the movies that come out a year, you know, it's kind of difficult to, you know. That's
1: true. That's true. That's a fair point. Chances are, yeah, you're going to be picked to uh, talk about a Disney film. But, yeah. I mean, the Disney movies that we talked about are, were great.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm coming back from a uh, trip to Delaware. Uh, do you know what – I was just outside Wilmington, Delaware. Do you know what famous movie takes place in Wilmington, Delaware? Oh, I'm going to take Wayne's myself.
3: World? <laughs> Hi, Wayne's- I'm in Delaware. <laughs> I know, right? No, it's not Wayne's World.
2: Anybody want to guess? I'm Tiny little my... state of Delaware, Wilmington, biggest city in Delaware. That's right where I was. Is it
3: going to be something there's, completely there's obvious? One,
2: there's really only one rule about it is that I can't really talk is it, about it. Fight Club Fight takes place, oh, takes place really? in Wilmington, Delaware. Really? Who okay. would have ever thought, right? Huh. Yeah. Isn't that huh. amazing? So, yeah, I was just just hanging out there and beating myself up. And... Did you learn that while you were out there? Did,
1: <laughs> yes. Is yes. that the only
3: thing people in Wilmington, Delaware, talk about is how <laughs> yes. a fight club took place there? That's right. As that's you,
1: right. As you fly in there saying, all right, guys, rule number one, we can't talk about where we're landing this plane right now. Yeah. Rule number two, don't talk to anyone else about where we're landing this plane. Yeah.
3: Well, guess what? They may have a movie that's based around Brad Pitt's character, but Brad Pitt grew up here. So, <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: so the prequel takes place in the
1: Ozarks. It,
3: t- it takes place in Springfield. That's exactly it right. It all
2: connects. It yeah. all comes together. Uh, I'm excited for this podcast. Lots of fun discussion going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, we're go- of course going to talk about Ghost in the Shell. Do a little review of that. Uh, off of that, we're going to do best ever Scarlett Johansson movies. 56 film credits she has, and a lot of good ones. So this could be this could be really interesting. Uh, so we're going to do that. We're also going to introduce a new segment with some SifPop feedback from you. So uh, if you ever want to do that, you can tweet at me. I'm Aaron Dicer, and you can tweet a question that way, or you can email feedback at SifPop.com if you want to be in on that segment. Uh, And then, of course, we'll do some buried treasure at the end as well. But first, Andrew's got some do we care.
3: Every single week I scour the internets to find out what's going on in the entertainment world, and I pick three topics, and we decide whether they are worth talking about or not. Number one. Joss Whedon is in talks to direct a standalone Batgirl film for the DC universe based on the new 52 incarnation of the character.
2: I couldn't care more.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I know most people
2: say I couldn't care
3: less. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't
2: care He's more. He's jumping
3: ship from Marvel and heading over to DC. Interesting.
2: <sighs> that was I actually had my my most retweeted tweet ever on this topic. Really? Uh, And I didn't even hashtag anything. So it was just like, it just kind of got picked up and people kept... Because I said, what, you're telling me some guy can do a Marvel movie and a DC movie? Next thing you know, you'll tell me somebody can do Star Trek and Star Wars. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it, man. Same thing when JJ jumped over to Star Wars. Like, Mm -hmm. that's great, you know? Bring the great directors to properties we care about and let's make great movies, you know?
3: Here's what I like about it. Jaws has always done really strong female-centric characters you look like a Mm -hmm. buffy Buffy. or dollhouse Mm -hmm. or any of his movies you know so him doing batgirl he's gonna own it yeah he's Mm -hmm. really gonna make it work
2: is one of the you think he'll bring somebody from his like uh his team that he's worked with before to play batgirl i'll be honest
1: i I really hope he brings back christy swanson as batgirl
2: mm, i see um but then
1: again i think that didn't they have like a falling out after oh, did the they? Original I don't know. I don't
2: keep up with any of that I, stuff. I'm
1: not. I I don't know about because that's. Uh, I I would like to see that, but I I bet he will end up bringing someone over. Like, I was Ford thinking,
2: went. um, like any like one of the girls from Firefly or something like that. Uh, um, Eliza is Eliza Dushku. Dushku, yeah. yeah.
3: You know who it... I'd really like to see as Batgirl, just because she's the talk of the town right now as far as what's going on in Hollywood. I'd like to see Daisy Ridley. Oh. be girl oh
2: my goodness yeah that's an interesting thought that would yeah. be a really good pick you can tell we're excited because we're casting it already
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ooh, i just thought of a really good one go ahead summer glow you know because she right. fireflies yes yeah.
2: that's the one i was thinking the the one that played river yeah yeah summer glow she was also in some of his tv stuff yeah she was uh, past that too so yeah she's done a lot She'd of be stuff a really good film. um whatever the case i mean i love joss and he's writing mm-hmm. it and directing it i think that's the key and you know i loved the avengers um i'm sure it will come up in one of our later discussions uh since scarlet's in it yep um but yeah he he makes great stuff so who knows maybe that'll be the thing you know maybe dc will turn a corner i mean i i say that as somebody who gives every movie its chance so for all i know you know they're going to turn a corner with he would probably the next one
3: he would probably make a great wonder woman movie
2: Mm. I thought you going I thought you almost said he would make a great Wonder Woman. I was like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's 2017, so you hey, know he, they're,
1: they're rebooting that after this, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> All right, what's next? Number two, Netflix says despite the ratings that they have received from critics, they plan to launch four more Adam Sandler movies.
2: Mm. I, I'm guessing they don't care about the. Critics, if they're getting
3: they're getting the views, getting the, the views. views.
2: Yeah. By yeah. the way, I guess the true answer to this is no. I actually don't okay. don't care I'm about bad. Adam Sandler movies on Netflix. But I'm one of those mean old critics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking in the pre-show uh, about Boss Baby and kind of the bathroom humor, that kind of stuff. I, Sandler's in that same place for me, kind of the lowest common denominator kind of humor.
3: He used to be so good. When
2: you and, said that, I immediately thought of Adam Sandler movies because yeah. all of his movies, especially recent films. Yeah. End up immediately going there.
3: Rob Schneider. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily care, but okay. Netflix obviously doesn't either. It was a slow
3: week as far as news was concerned. And that was- Whedon
2: thing is the thing that blew up, obviously. Yeah, exactly.
3: And here's the other thing. I'm just going to throw this out there real quick. I hate... April Fool's Day because whenever (laughs) I'm scouring the internet to try and find out what's going on in the entertainment world. How many news articles did you pick that were (laughs) April Fool's articles? More than what I actually (laughs) ended up picking. I mean, it's ridiculous. Don't do it. There was one, it was a, amc was creating a gta series from the creators of breaking bad (laughs) nice it was it was ign fake and Mm i was like ah stop doing that to me those wish fulfillment april fools jokes are the worst i Mm. I, I, yeah the firefly ones yeah i don't
2: understand or
1: the breaking bad coming back
2: yeah if there isn't an element of cleverness to it then it, it bothers me. I'm like, what's the point? You're just lying. That's not an April yep. Fool's joke. That's just a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be clever with it, fine. But if you're just going to say, hey, this thing you've always wanted to happen is happening, mm-hmm. you're just a liar. Yeah. <laughs> that's not an April <laughs> Fool's joke.
3: And here's the thing. April Fool's jokes, as far as those news articles are concerned, they don't take them down. They right, leave them up. they leave them mm. on the internet. Yeah. So, like, I could next week I could find something, and it turns out it's just an April Fool's thing from last week. Yeah, you take have to it, check the date on the articles. When take you it stuff. down after April Fool's Day. Yeah. Number three, Aaron Sorkin said he would love to write a comic book movie, and is in currently in talks with both Marvel and DC to see if any of them are interested.
2: Whoa, hundred percent care. Yeah. yeah, I thought there was no way I could care more about Joss Whedon. <laughs> I may actually care more about this.
3: What if Joss Whedon and uh, Aaron don't Sorkin don't say it, don't say up. it, It'd be like one of those <laughs> awful April Fools' jokes? <laughs> but no, he said that he's because uh, he's retired from TV writing. He said that what the newsroom was going to be his last one. Huh. He's only doing movies from now on.
2: I mean, I get that. I mean, he's yeah. so great at both. I mean, he's yeah. just great at writing, and he has yeah. his he's own the best. style. I mean, okay, there are people who don't like him, and I get it because there's there's. There's nothing realistic about what he writes. No, he's not writing for a real world. He's mm-hmm. writing for an Aaron Sorkin world. Yeah,
3: nobody in the real world talks the way Aaron Sorkin <laughs> writes.
2: Nobody's <laughs> that quick.
0: I like. To well, think maybe maybe the close. social maybe the social, social network yeah.
2: is close. You know, because you know they. But even social network, man, some of those speeches are just so great. Yeah. Did you like Newsroom? Love Newsroom. It's yeah, in my top too. shows of all time. What about wow. the, uh, Sunset Strip? Did you ever watch Sunset Strip every with now Matthew and Perry? And... Every
3: now I-, I didn't watch all of it. I did. Because normally with Aaron Sorkin, I watch every single minute. Like West Wing, you know, I've seen it multiple times. Newsroom, for me, has the best pilot of any show mm-hmm. ever. I know you think uh, Mr. Robot has the best pilot.
2: I would still say Lost has the best pilot of oh, any will, show um, ever. I think the Lost pilot is absolute genius. Now are you
1: counting one and two, which would be part one and part two? since lost was technically the pilot was cut into two parts sure so it would be the yeah. two episodes
2: whatever yeah. yeah whatever the complete pilot is so
3: so yeah we have Aaron Sorkin one of the greatest writers of all time oh. wanting to write for either Marvel or DC
2: all right do we want to pick a character for him like who would we pick for like Ooh. a Sorkin universe I just
3: thought of it and it's gonna be the best thing ever
2: well do it man don't don't, waste, don't waste
3: our time he I, a Greenlander would be really good but I want to see aaron sorkin write a dark knight movie where the villain is the riddler
2: oh oh you win (laughs) you win like i don't know that i can beat that yeah that's great
3: yeah just him writing for the riddler would be amazing hill yeah yeah oh yeah i'm in because i'm in when was the last time we saw the riddler jim carrey
2: yeah that
1: was it batman forever
3: yeah batman forever can you imagine what Aaron Sorkin and the way that he can write, what he would do? Get God, David Fincher a, to Sorkin, direct it. How would Sorkin <laughs> get David Fincher to direct it and then have Aaron Sorkin write it?
2: How would he write Batman? Who would play have to play a Sorkin Batman though? Well, if they that
3: would be it would still be Batfleck, I guess, if he's I, if he's going to continue on. I, man, I don't know that
2: could Ben pull off Sorkin dialogue.
3: Well, it here's takes the thing. a
2: gift, it really does. Yeah.
3: You can't change that's the thing. They've already established the way that character is personified. You can't change that just because Aaron Sorkin is writing it, because it mm-hmm. still has to take place in this mm. DC cinematic universe. So,
1: What if it's rebooted with Michael Douglas as Batman?
3: <laughs> Michael <laughs> Douglas? That would be old Batman. It would be, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Ooh,
2: Ed Norton. That's a good choice. Yeah. I like that. That came from the chat, by the way.
3: There was a whole bunch of casting notifications that I almost used for uh, our Do We Care this week. Like, uh, they want to get... Beyonce to be Nala in a Lion King. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, also they're looking at uh, Michael Shannon to be Cable in Deadpool. Uh, but is that re- decided? I thought that was decided. See, here's the thing. That's why I didn't put it in the news this week is because there's every single week it's going to be David Harbor. It's going to be Pierce Mm -hmm. Brosnan. Oh, you think they're doing it on purpose? I don't know what's going on. It's just you think they're playing with
2: the casting announcements for Deadpool on purpose. A lot of people are talking Nathan Fillion right now because what if if Cable's played by a bunch of different people?
3: That oh, kind of like an Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus
2: Uh sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I don't know. A lot of people thought it was going to be Nathan Fillion because you, uh, did, you saw the Deadpool thing in front the of the teaser. Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see all the Firefly posters? Yeah, they were and all stuff? over the place. So so, I think I asked about him on the podcast. I was a, like, what was up with that? A lot of people mm-hmm. are thinking that it's Nathan Fillion. Because, no, that'd be cool.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. On to Ghost in the Shell.
1: You are the first of
0: your kind, but you're not invulnerable.
1: Maybe next time you can design me better. Everyone around me, they feel connected to something, connected to something I'm
2: not. <laughs> In the near future, Major is the first of her kind, a human who is cyber enhanced to be a perfect soldier devoted to stopping the world's most dangerous criminals. When terrorism reaches a new level that includes the ability to hack into people's minds and control them, Major is uniquely qualified to stop it. As she prefers to face a new enemy, Major makes a discovery that could change everything. Ghost in the Shell: The new major player is Scarlett Johansson. Ah. You like that? <laughs> uh, and uh, we've got who else in this? Anybody else like really well known that stepped in for for this version? Uh, Pelo Asbeck, he's in yeah. Game of Thrones. Okay, right, yeah, mm. yeah. He played a. Uh, That's Bato. where I've seen him before. Yeah, he's Bato. Um, so yeah, so a lot of controversy surrounding this one about the whitewashing. Not sure how
3: much of that we'll get into here. We'll certainly, you know, talk about it a little bit. I did write something down, but it's going to have to go more in depth into my discussion on that in spoilers, In spoilers, which we okay. will
2: remind you, note, we aren't giving any spoilers away during this part. Uh, if you want to hear our spoiler conversation, cause you've seen the movie, uh, that should follow this one in your podcast feed. So let's start with, did you like it? Love it. It was okay. Dislike it or hated it. Daniel, let's start with you. All
1: right, so this is coming from somebody who has never seen the original source material or okay. the comics as well. I'm mean, uh, this is i coming off of this as a complete newbie, so I don't know a lot about the story. And I will just give my overall, I'll say that it was okay. It's right. right in the middle. Right in the for middle me. for you.
2: What about you, Andrew?
3: Now, I am familiar with the source material, seeing, having seen the movie and watching several episodes of the show. I'm gonna land between did not like it and okay. Uh, I am going to
2: land on it was just okay, but about as low in that category as I can land. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. can't I, I can't quite bring myself to say I didn't like it because there was enough about it that I really found interesting and enjoyable. And the visuals were just stunning.
1: Yeah, that's the st- only
3: pro I had. Is that it? That's your only pro? Well, well that's my
2: biggest pro,
1: I that, think. That yeah, that's I, mine.
3: Here's my two pros, just real quick, and then I'll, we can talk more in depth. Sure, yeah. Uh, Pelo Asbeck, the guy who played Bato, I thought he did a really good job. He was the best performance in the movie. I didn't mm. like
2: it. Really? But I didn't like any performance in the movie. Yeah, so that, that's one of my cons. Yeah, but
3: the big pro in this movie what it really is leaning on is how beautiful in the visual mm-hmm. spectacle of it all. And
2: I know that again, because I saw this on IMAX laser down in Branson on the giant screen with those gorgeous colors. And yeah. I know that that filters into how I felt about it. Cause it w- it just blew me away. Like their vision of this world was incredible. Now, and did you see it in 3d? Aaron. I did. I saw it in 3D. Three, okay. Aaron. I would not recommend this for 3D by the way in a regular theater because there's so much there's so many dark scenes oh. in it, but in laser Even the dark scenes were bright, and so I thought this 3D was great, but I don't know that I'd recommend it in regular 3D. Andrew,
3: did you see it in 3D? Uh, Just regular.
2: 2D,
1: okay.
3: Just regular 2D. What
2: about you? I, I was 2D, and I was really
1: leaning towards seeing it in 3D because there are two movies that have come out recently that I thought originally, oh, that might look really good in 3D. I'm not a big 3D fan, but... I will occasionally see them, and one was Doctor Strange. I'm glad I saw that in 3D. Yeah, this one I was I was so close to buying that 3D ticket, and I said there's like a gut instinct that I'm saying I'm not going to. And after seeing it, I'm kind of want I kind of wish that I did see it. But it's interesting hearing that Aaron about it should have been seen on laser because of the dark scenes. And you're 100 percent right; it's a darker film. And it all takes place in in that setting where I think seeing it would have probably brought my liking of done
2: even more because of that. I I think there are two reasons people don't like three D. Most people don't like prefer three D uh, anymore. I think there are two main reasons. One is people just hate putting glasses on; like it's just annoying. You know? That part doesn't bother me, right? And 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 but it is for some people. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is I think it's I think it's the darkness. I think because. Mm. You, when you put glasses on, it shades the screen even more, and a lot of mm-hmm. regular screens aren't bright enough to begin with. Makes sense, yeah. That, you know, especially a movie where there's darkness in it, it just looks like a dark screen sometimes. And so
3: Another thing that I think people don't like about 3D now is the fact that a lot of movies are done 3D in post. Oh, yeah, like, they're yeah. not filmed mm-hmm. for 3D. So a lot of stuff pops out that really just kind of throws off the the actual visuals of the movie. Yeah, the like, effect is mm, off. It didn't need to be 3D. Not that it doesn't need to be 3D, but, like, it didn't work because it wasn't built from the ground up. Like, uh, was it Hugo? The Martin Scorsese? Hugo was yeah, was th- awesome. That was built for 3D. Yeah. They filmed it in 3D. So. Hugo
2: is the movie I give people as an example for why I am still a proponent of 3D. Oh. Because it's a great storyteller who is using technology to enhance his story. He's not using it as a gimmick. There's nothing gimmicky about it. In fact, the movie is about how movies tell stories instead of being gimmicks. That's the whole movie of Hugo is about that. And so he's it's it's this beautiful, you know, kind of layered theme where he's actually doing the thing with 3D that he's talking about in the movie and uh, and he just he uses it so well. And I just feel like as with any new technology, whether it be sound or color, Or, you know, whatever the case may be, it just takes filmmakers a while to figure out, oh, I can use this tool, you know, and there may be a day when everything is 3D because of the technology finally works. And then some director will go, oh, I'm going to do these scenes, like, you know, how Spielberg did, you know, Schindler's List in black and white. Mm -hmm, It was like, I'm going to do these scenes in 2D because it'll help, you know, tell this. It's just... I don't know. Any tool can be used for good, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, I'm that's still a the, proponent.
1: That, that's the thing that for myself ends up kind of taking me out of the moment. If it takes me out of seeing the movie, that's where I've been burned a lot seeing 3D because a lot of those 3D scenes kind of pop up. And then I'm thinking about how it's 3D rather than like just enjoying that and mm-hmm. like being pulled in.
2: The main place it's used, in, let's take it back to Ghost in the Shell here, mm-hmm. this discussion, because I actually would encourage you to see it, especially if you can see it in Laser, the main place 3D really helps storytelling is in perspective. There are some moments in this movie where a character uh, like Major is small on the screen and then the expanse of the city is behind them. Mm-hmm. That perspective, you cannot capture that in 2D. You can't get the same emotion from that moment in 2D as you can get in 3D. So I, uh, you know, for those moments, it can be very valuable.
3: I'm just upset that the only saving grace of this movie is just that it looks good. Yeah. And, that, and you, okay, so uh, you told me in I think it was before even the pre-show that you saw yesterday the act the the anime.
2: Yeah. So my experience with Ghost in the Shell, I'd never seen the anime uh, or the uh, manga. Uh, that it's based on did i say that right manga manga, manga. i'm like, I just you know s- s- M- saban, manga manga. saban 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 <laughs> yeah. manga manga whatever um i've never seen the comic book you know series that it's that it's based on either yeah. uh but last night after after the movie i decided to watch the original ghost in the shell and i'm really glad i did because i'm going to i'm going to tell you i thought a lot of what was wrong with ghost in the shell was because it was trying to copy the original I was so wrong. No, it's uh, totally different. It is a totally different experience than the original. And yeah. so I was really glad I watched it because it gave me a, a little bit more perspective on that. Um, and I will say after watching the original and Andrew, we're probably going to fight about this, I guess, a little bit. If the, if the only thing you liked was the visuals. I actually like the story in this new one better than the story of the original. Oh, not me, not me. And, and I think the reason for me, and, and maybe we're having the exact, exact same conversation as we had with Beauty and the Beast, which by the way, is this just the month for animated 90s films <laughs> making a live action remake and taking both the characters and giving them similar backstories so that they can, you know, yeah, relate to each other better? I think better? so. <laughs> um, I, I loved. That the expanded backstory on Major and uh, in kind of a, not a new character, but a new character, which again, we'll talk more in spoilers. But I loved that stuff in what it added to the emotion. When I was watching the original, honestly, uh, I didn't find the story that engaging. I found the the technology interesting, and especially for 1995, kind of some of the stuff they were doing. And the art was spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't find the story as engaging as this story. Now, I didn't love this story, but I did like it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah.
3: For me, it was like for this new one, I thought that they just tried to modernize the story too much to where let's just make a general run-of-the-mill story you've seen a hundred times before because it's the, the story in this one that they changed is for a wider audience that people can kind of relate to. But when you do that, this film relies way too much on the visual spectacle that I feel the filmmakers thought that they could... Take away the big story of the original because there were fascinating themes and great philosophical questions in the original anime that were completely taken out of this inter- just because... I agree. I know uh, I, th- I can agree with that. Do you think that they were thinking like, well, maybe that the Ghost in the Shell, the original one, was just too weird and in- introspective to where you, I just, do. you couldn't understand I do, it? And mm-hmm. they
2: may not be wrong. I, I watched it with my wife last night she was out she was like i don't get any of this
3: but that's the point it's no such no, no a i de- understand i
2: understand what you're saying <laughs> okay but when you're making a movie do you want to make it for you know a limited audience or do or you want to make it for a larger audience yeah. and i think they made their decision you know i think they made the wrong one then. <laughs> <laughs> for you they absolutely made the wrong decision so, for you
1: so when you say that is it about how it's the the story's told and like the dialogue and everything within that the, is it the,
3: technical the, yeah. the story itself is different
1: Okay. They took very s- yeah, okay, very, very different. Yeah, very different.
3: They took scenes, you know, like, okay, that scene there, that was a little snippet from the original one, or this scene here, that was a little snippet. They'll change it a little bit, you know, to, to well, there make some- sense in this new story, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you're just copying and pasting, but at the same time, you're copying and pasting the action scenes. You're just dumbing down the content of it.
1: So, yeah. The the original is more technical, I guess, and like their process.
3: Well, I'll say this. And this is. We're going to talk more about this in spoilers. We'll get get into like details and spoilers. I think I can say this, and it's not really spoiler ish, but it does give people a better sense of what they can expect going into this movie. And that's in this one, they put the technology and the cyberpunk futuristic part of that. That's a major part in the story, whereas in the original anime, all that stuff was in the background. They're like, This is just the world. Just uh, put yourself and say this is the world. You just we're never gonna talk about it. Okay. here's what it is. Yes. But the story here is really what's at the forefront. Uh, in see. this one, they're like, the technology is the story. And it's, But I but again, I like that a
2: little bit better because I you know the, and I get that that's the point of the original anime, or yeah. one of the points is that you're just thrown into it and it's just a world that exists. But I, you know, uh, which is weird because usually I'm the, I'm the person that's like, don't dumb it down for the audience, you know, yeah. just let them figure it out. But there was something about the way this world was explained in the movie, in the live action movie, that for me helped tie it together better than the original. Like everything felt synchronistic in the new one and some of the stuff in the old one just, to me felt like it wasn't going anywhere. It didn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. So, um, but that's the only other thing I really enjoyed about it. What about you, Daniel? What else did you like?
1: Honestly, the visuals definitely stand out. And I kept going back and forth on a lot of the performances because I thought most of it was just okay. Uh, It was interesting because whenever I saw any previews and I tried to avoid as much as possible, but even in the movie, I kept thinking, I wonder if this is what Blade Runner 2049 is going to look like.
2: It did have a very Blade Runner feel to it, mm-hmm.
1: and because it it the like the previews and and so much of it just felt like it was going to be kind of like a that in a sense. And so I'm interested to talk more details about the original to see kind of how that compares. But that aspect constantly, I kept kind of going back to. It. I'm like, man, there's just so much to take in and absorb, but it wasn't overwhelming. It was just you. I I literally felt like we were there in that kind of world. And that aspect I really liked. But then there there would be other things that would end up happening, whether it's, you know, various plot devices or the, the actors and so on and so forth that – and even the action I felt was a little restrained. Yeah, exactly. That's and exactly the word I would use. I was, I was really caught off guard at times from that because I was expecting them to, you know, indulge a little bit more, and then it was almost reined in.
2: Yeah, and maybe that's a good transition into the negatives because I think that's the main negative for the film for me is it feels half adapted. It doesn't feel like if you wanted to make an action movie, just make an action movie. But there's so much of this movie that tries to keep that stilted tone of the original, which is, you know, which, by the way, is a technically based decision that anime movies made because, you know, of how much it takes to draw every frame in an, an anime like that. They would take the same frame, leave it on screen for a good 10, 20 seconds. And then you can
3: just zoom in and, and out. you zoom
2: in and you zoom mm-hmm. out. And that that's a technical decision because you don't have the time to draw every single frame. When you translate that to live action, you you don't have to be stilted like that. The yeah. anime movie can use it to its advantage for a tone reason. But if that tone doesn't match your action movie... You need to be consistent with that all the way through, and I just felt like the movie went back and forth between being like uh, in the in the performances were the same way for me. That's why I didn't like the performances; they were just stilted, they were cardboard. They were cardboard mm-hmm. performances, yeah. and again, mm-hmm. I think that comes from trying to be like the anime was. There was a very down like tone of all the characters in the anime, but again, that goes with the technical aspect of what that movie was trying to do because yeah. it's a different film. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you don't care about any of these people like at all. Yeah or the consequences of their actions. No at all.
2: No, in in the little bit of hints towards <laughs> relationships were just weird like yeah. in, in in the live action movie they made a little more sense in the anime to me like kind of what they did <laughs> with the relationships uh, in that movie but here they were just it was just strange. And there were times again where weird things would happen in this new one and I was like, "Oh, they must have just put that in there because it's a direct pull from the anime." Exactly. And none of, the, but none of that stuff was in the that I'm talking about was in the anime. Hmm. So, and I know what you're talking about with the almost the shot for shot moments that yeah. were like pulled from the anime, but in different places in the story, hmm. uh, in different ways. But, um, but yeah, there was. I'm, I'll I'll give one example because I don't think it's a spoiler. Yeah, there's a scene where a, a character is smoking. Felt really out of place to me in this in this movie yeah and it uh, shows know, her yeah. it shows her drop a cigarette and a cup of cigarettes i was like oh that must be an iconic shot from the original anime why would they even have that in there it's like nope that nowhere in the anime no <laughs> i will
3: ta- i will tell you this a lot of the scenes that were not in the or i can't say a lot of a, a few scenes that were in this movie that were not from the anime movie were from the anime show
2: oh maybe that's what i was picking up on yeah. then so um I didn't if even if know you, okay. there was a show. Or they could be from they could be from the comic book, too. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. So
3: it's not a spoiler if you've seen the trailer, but you've seen the, the geisha scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's from the show. Yeah, that's not in the movie. That's yeah, from the show. It's oh, actually Oh, man, it's, from,
2: it's making so much hmm. more sense, because my brain was going, that has to be a reference to yeah. something. And then yeah. I watched the original, and I was like, oh, that's nowhere in there. It's actually the pilot for the show, oh. is that. So. Oh... That makes so much more so sense. I'm so
1: glad you said that. They're little, literally taking all of this and kind of cutting it up into one. So the show, the movie, Kinda. and...
3: There's still a whole bunch of this that is just brand new. Okay. And it's... Well, uh, you know, a good example and maybe... Man,
2: I, I'm, I hesitate because I don't know how much of this is spoiled. I don't want to even spoil the effect of seeing You want to talk something.
3: about it more in the spoilers? Yeah, we'll talk about it more. Maybe I shouldn't have even mention the geisha thing. No, right?
2: no, no, that's fine. That's fine. We'll talk more of the specifics in spoilers Um and, and just kind of do it that way. Any other further points uh, that you wanted to make? Maybe one more thing? Are we ready to go to one more thing?
3: Um, uh, obviously, I've said the anime is better, but I will say this, and we will definitely get into this more in spoilers, and that is if you were worried about the whitewashing and the implications of that and how it would do, you are well-founded, I believe, in your hesitance and yeah. your disapproval of it, because... The way they actually do it in this movie, I will get into this in spoilers, but it ends up being more racist than just general whitewashing. Yeah, so, I can
2: certainly see that interpretation. I do. I like to have <laughs> a better the,
3: in-depth discussion on well, that. Well, no, no, no. I it will take
2: a better in-depth discussion for me to give my f- full thoughts. Yeah. I always hesitate on stuff that th- that's this tricky to give small yeah. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will say <laughs> that I do not believe that was the intent. And I understand that it's tricky, but it could certainly be read that way. And I mm-hmm. think that you just have to be aware of that. And uh, I totally understand what you're talking about as, yeah. as far as that aspect of it. Um, is Such your one more thing?
3: That's my one more thing.
2: danny you got one more thing about the movie you want to mention? That was actually going to be
1: mine as well. Mm-hmm. But there it was you. also kind of a double-sided question. Like the, that plus a question. And I can't really get into that because I was Curious how much that hinges off of the original source material because I thought with what they're trying to do, maybe they're trying to literally no, say not, something without it's not really in the source saying.
2: material that way.
1: Well, in that, um, I, I just can't talk about, yeah, we'll of talk my about spoilers, so, but that, that's pretty much it.
2: My one last thing is in maybe you guys didn't see this, I, I'm curious to know. I thought the effects in this, as beautiful as it was, uh, I thought the effects in this movie suffered a few times, uh, especially that last fight scene. There were moments at, from what I saw, where where uh-huh. I was laugh out loud bad. Like some of the some of the moving of Major's character, it was and, so
3: dark on the screen I couldn't see what was going on really. So maybe you and uh, Laser IMAX, oh that makes it was, sense. It was very dark. Yeah, you and uh, Laser IMAX, you could pick clearly. up on all that stuff. Though.
2: It was bad, really. Like it looked uh, so fake. And, and the rest of the movie didn't really seem to be that bad to me, but, um, but there was some stuff that happened in that last scene where I was just almost laugh-out-loud ridiculous. Mm, wow. So, from, from my perspective, mm-hmm. and, you know, that will be my one last thing. Overall, what do you think about a recommend? No, I wouldn't. Even just for, an, you know, an experience to, Here, to see
3: it? Here's what I'll say then. <laughs> even that wouldn't work. I would say if you're looking for even a turn-your-brain-off-pretty action movie... But at the same time, this isn't an action movie. It's not. It tries mm-hmm. to be at times, but it just—it's—it's it's really strange that way. Yeah, I don't know if I can recommend it. Then
1: I would honestly end up saying for myself because I, I walked away with the exact same thoughts that I had going in, and I—I I don't like that because I—I like to give everything a shot, but this I feel like hold off on seeing this and see Blade Runner instead and The Matrix.
2: Which I wonder how many movies um, that, that could have been my one more thing as well. I wonder how many people are going to come out of this and go, "My well, movie just ripped off the Matrix." And it's like well, uh, a little actually, perspective. The Matrix <laughs> kind of ripped off rip, Ghost yeah. in the actually, Shell.
3: Actually, yeah, no. Actually, <laughs> um, the Wachowski sisters. Now they actually had to get permission from the studio who made Ghost in the Shell because they were using it as such a high. Like, oh no, reverence. it's obvious. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean it's it's very obvious. So that's why I wonder people who don't know that will be like. Oh, they're just trying to make a female Matrix. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's that's like my kids when they saw Toy Story. Or they saw Star Wars. Hey, Star Wars took that from Toy Story. (laughs) No. No, yeah. Toy Story took it from Star Wars. I remember
3: toys. one time I got in an argument with somebody whenever the Kanye Harder Better Faster Stronger came out, uh-huh. and they're like, "Hey, they got. Did you hear this Daft Punk Daft theme? Punk did a version of no, a Kanye they song? Said, That's exactly." I'm like, "No, uh, this is. You're totally wrong." And they're like, no, <laughs> "Oh like, man, this isn't an argument. This is a fact." <laughs>
2: yeah, this is our universe, man. Yeah. This is. You get your own facts. <laughs> Before we get any further, uh, I want to give a big shout-out and thank you to our Patreon supporters of the podcast network that Sif Pop happens on. Uh, That is Studio DNA. It's at Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Big thank you to Jason, who came through with another generous pledge this week. Jason, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, You're keeping this going, and uh, there are a lot of hidden expenses that come with doing something like this, so we literally could not do it without you uh, there are some fun little perks you get uh, that exclusive pre-show that you hear us talking about for instance uh, we talked about Boss Baby and a little more about the movie Life and some other things during the pre-show that's available to Patreon supporters in your very own podcast feed uh, that you get once you support at patreon.com studiodna studio DNA thank you so much for doing that
3: my number three on this Best Ever Challenge is definitely going to get trumped, so I'm going to swap it out for one of my... You can't uh, do that. If it's your number three, it's your number three. <laughs> no, I, okay, here's the other thing. You can't would, do that. My number you can't three... can't pr- play predictor. My number three and my number four are right next to each other, and it took me forever to decide which one I was uh-huh. going to... So I was like... All right. Know, maybe.
2: Sounds like rationalization to me, but okay. <laughs> All right.
3: Hey, even my, number, even my number four, what was my number four, is probably going to get trumped as well, so. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I'm wondering on this one. Uh, she's had- A lot l- of
3: trumps. Great, gone. great movies,
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, and so this, this could be an interesting- We're going to do Best Ever Challenge with Scarlett Johansson Movies. What are the best ScarJo movies ever? Now, again, to restate, this doesn't mean the best Scarlett Johansson performances. No. It means the best movies that she in. She could have just been in it as a bit part, but- it's best movie, so we'll go from number three to number one. If somebody has, uh, if you have something higher than somebody who mentions it, just yell Trump, Trump. and we'll talk about it when it's uh, when it's at its highest peak. So the person who loves it the most can start chatting about it. We'll do some honorable mentions at the end as well. Uh, I think in general, I don't start. So why don't I start this one? Go for it. Um, I'll start off with number three. Everything, everything I say, I'm going to wonder if somebody's going to trump the Avengers. Trump. All right, I figured.
3: All right. <laughs> trump. Why don't you go next, Andrew? I'm going to go with Lost in Translation. Ooh. Yep, that's my number three. So that's the one that I was saying earlier. Is I knew my other number three was going to get Trump. So you're going gonna... to
2: have to talk me into. I did not like Lost in Translation. Really? really at least not as much as most mm. people do. I'm. I know people who absolutely adore that yeah. movie, and yeah. it just seemed boring I love to, it.
3: Just seemed boring to me. Here's why I love it: is because. It's a romance movie where you know that these two are never going to end up together. It's just the chemistry that Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson have together is intoxicant. You can't what? stop watching it. Man, I, hmm.
2: I I I feel so differently. Really? I thought I that didn't their buy chemistry
3: it. Oh, I loved it. And the other thing I love about this movie cool. is that Tokyo is a character. Now that's hmm. true. I did like that about it. I mean, it's it's I've never wanted to go visit a place so bad after watching <laughs> Lost in Translation, but you know it's just Bill Murray. From it was one of the first times after he started doing the Royal Ten or the uh, the Wes Anderson movies where yeah, yeah. we got serious Bill Murray. You know for a minute there, mm-hmm. and he's we realized he's super good at it. I think this is actually the creme de la creme of like serious Bill Murray movies. Yeah, when mm. I was like sad Bill Murray, he's just this actor who's like I just I just I'm gonna go to Japan make a commercial. And then he meets this beautiful woman who actually proves to him that there is excitement in life. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, enthralled with her in the way that she experiences the world. And uh, I think this is a Coppola, what's her name? The Coppola, Sophia. Sophia. Sophia Coppola. It was her movie, yeah. yeah. Apparently it's loosely based on her life. Yeah, it's, I've heard that. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, what I've heard, so, but... I love this movie. Yeah, so. and
2: and most people do. I'm just I just didn't get it, and that happens sometimes. You, a lot of times when that happens, I just need to do a revisit mm-hmm. and just see if I was in a bad mood or something. Because you know, I there's a reason people love it. I just I just mm-hmm. didn't buy into it. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> good choice. What do you got at number three, Daniel? I've actually got Don John. Ooh, good
3: choice. That's in my honorable mentions. I was not a fan of that movie. Really, really, really. Oh, what was man. it that
1: you disliked? or yeah, did yeah, not yeah. Like?
3: yeah. So, not to nag on your number three, but I didn't feel... <laughs> well, I just, I just nagged on your number three, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, cliche. But um, I didn't think that the character development in that movie was fascinating at all. And I know that that was a directorial what? debut for uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. but... His character development is incredible in that movie. I didn't feel the chemistry between him and Scarlett Johansson. I didn't feel the chemistry between well, that, him. Well, that was the point. No, I, mean, I also didn't feel the chemistry between him and uh, Julianne Moore. But you did feel uh, the
2: chemistry between Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson?
3: Very, very much. All right. Very, uh, very we're much. We're different people in group. <laughs> you and
2: I are different people.
3: Okay, what did you love about the movie? Yeah, tell tell me.
1: The it was just one of those that I whenever I saw it, the the entire movie was one of those that especially where it takes place, the characters, it was one of those that I identify myself relating to anybody in this movie, but at least I enjoyed it. It was one of those that I felt like it was just told and it unfolded in a nice way. And it was one of those that I felt myself that I could end up returning to and rewatching a couple of times. And it's one of those too that there there are a few things that it kind of, you know, indulges into I wouldn't say it goes over the top, but Oh, like, but
2: that's on purpose. And
1: that's exactly that's purposeful. And so I'm completely okay with that being the way that it is because of the way Joseph Gordon Levitt. He unfolds that, and he lets it kind of unravel. And so, from the characters, and I thought for Scarlett Johansson, this is one of the roles I have not seen a lot of Scarlett Johansson movies. And when I was going through and looking at this, I realized, wow, there are some movies that I've seen like bits and pieces of, but I actually I enjoyed her and Joseph Gordon Levitt, and a little bit of that disconnect. I know you were talking about that Andrew like not really enjoying that aspect, and I found myself, you know. At least buying into a lot of that um, more than what um, I thought I was going to.
2: Here's what I love about Don John: uh, I have never seen a movie before or since that tackles sexuality as honestly as Don John does for a mm-hmm. modern audience uh, about pornography mm-hmm. and the difference between what sexuality is as a you know um, lust thing mm-hmm. and what it is as a love thing. Yeah, and and. To take a movie, and I and I will say, just so, because again, you know, um, I come from a Christian background, I'm a Christian, and I know a lot of people listening will want want to know this. It is explicit in those things it is. in this movie, very so you, you need to know that going in. But what's interesting is it says something I believe very is very, very true about sex, about what sex is, and uh, man, it says it in a clearer way than I've ever seen a movie say it. It's and, very pointed, and, very direct. And the key part for me is how it compares pornography for men to romance rom-coms for women yeah. and the idea that that's just as much of a fantasy and you know, something that, that, you know, the, a female might use for uh unrealistic expectation as pornography could be for a dude, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. just having that conversation. I've never seen a movie have that conversation like that before. Mm-hmm. I, I found it absolutely fascinating.
1: That's one of the so. main things that ended up drawing me in and, the presentation of it as well, uh, taking that kind of the rom com style and flipping it on its head in a sense to give something that I felt like was very original and fresh. So that's why I ended up staking that at number three.
2: But I can see if you didn't buy the chemistry between uh, was Julianne Moore, right? Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Julianne Moore and him. I can see that that, w- that would impact things.
3: <laughs> was that Tony Danza that was in that movie?
2: uh yes
1: yeah. actually it's his yeah. dad, his dad yeah. yeah now that uh I that whole thing that.
3: between him and joseph gordon levitt i thought was fascinating yeah just yeah uh cool. Aaron, your number two
2: number two uh if this one gets trumped
3: uh <laughs> my number two is the prestige that's what i have at number two as well so all right well we've well, we, we never, about never it. done that before no let's, we've okay. never had them at the same place
1: this is a three threequel because yeah. i've got the prestige number two hey, hey! Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's official <laughs>
3: yeah
2: uh, yeah, The Prestige is, it says something that I have, uh, a Scarlett Johansson movie that I like more than The Prestige, because The Prestige is uh, definitely, in fact, all three of my, you know, top three are in my top 100 movies of all time, uh, so uh, it's, it, it's interesting because I was surprised, because I thought The Prestige would be number one, and then I was like, oh, she was in that, mm. and so that became my number one, but... <laughs> prestige just from we've talked about it many times before just from top to bottom uh is a genius classic for me i love every performance in it i love all the twists and turns i think it is the best use of nolan's unique quirky brain that he's ever done inception was a bigger swing but i don't think inception hits every you know beat as well as the prestige does yeah um so i just i love i love this movie
3: uh, I've said this before on this podcast, it's the first movie after watching it, I immediately bought a ticket for a second viewing so I could catch everything on the second time around.
2: It just it plays with what you know so well. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the story too, yeah. which is so great. Oh, it's so beautiful and layered.
1: And the, the characters, I really enjoyed everyone that was in it, including David Bowie.
3: David Bowie is Nikola Tesla and Andy Circus as his little henchman, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But honestly, it, the thing that it comes down to in this movie is can you buy into the animosity between Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman? Mm-hmm yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> yes totally. we
3: can exactly and here's the other thing i thought was totally fascinating is the fact that it's about two battling magicians on who is the greatest magician ever and it's it takes place in the 1700s yeah. 1800s somewhere somewhere around there somewhere around there in london and the whole premise of this is hugh jackman comes in one day and he's like he just he just performed the greatest trick i've ever seen and we see the trick as a modern audience, and you're like, I've seen magicians do that right, before. Right, yeah. But then it dawns on you, and it makes it more impressive. Like, back in the day, that trick was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it's the whole movie is based around this quote-unquote simple trick, in, and the fact that it was such a big deal, is fascinating I'm ge- I'm to getting, watch. I'm getting
2: chills just yeah. thinking about it. I, like, I, I have, it's been too long since I've... <gasps> Has, has my oldest son seen the Prestige? He will know. Oh, we got to watch that tonight. Yeah. Oh, man, At, it's so good.
1: W- while making this list, I want. Uh, while I jotted that down, I thought, man, it's been pr- close to ten years since I've last seen that. I want to go back and rewatch it after making this list.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and Scarlett so Johansson's not bad in it. I mean, she no. it's The problem here is it's, she is thrown into a world where she is just being overshadowed by phenomenal mm-hmm. performances. She's not bad. But when you're going up against Michael Caine, <laughs> it's kind of hard Michael to... Michael Caine. Michael Caine. He uses a double. He use uses a, a double. double. You want
2: to be fooled. All right, uh, on to number two, or number one. Yeah. Uh, my number one is her.
3: That mm. that was my number three, and I knew somebody was going to trump it.
2: I, this, this movie... Uh, in in much the same way as Don John, actually, with a di- with a different topic, which is technology and how technology is taking over our life, yeah. it has a perspective that seems so clear and so perfect. Spike Jones, right? Did not yep. Spike yeah. Jones do Back this? Spike Jones, man, is it brilliant! And you watch it and you go. There are a lot of movies you watch and go, "Oh, that's your vision of the future." This is a movie I watched and went, "Oh, that that's is the, the future. future. That is the future. This, this is the future." He actually yeah. traveled in time to the future. This is what is <laughs> is happening. And I, mean, I still believe
3: that. I, like, t- it's, I totally agree. That uh, is the future.
2: It's it's incredible. And let's talk about Scarlett Johansson in it. A performance where she's never seen on screen. In mm-hmm. an incredible performance, and a, a performance she had to do after the fact.
3: Yeah, she uh, dubbed over. Somebody she
2: dubbed over somebody else who had originally recorded that. Oh wow! Just brilliant. brilliant I did not stuff. know that.
3: And the fact she did that, and the chemistry between her and Joaquin Phoenix is as powerful as it is. Says something about both of them. what she delivers
2: and what he delivers, too. Yeah, um, and again, and also another movie that has some uh explicit sexuality in it, you know, just so you know, but in a
3: different way, in a oh, totally different, different way.
2: way, and yeah, and again, because of what it's saying about the future, is and, I think it, and it serves the story, it's you know, it, it's it's one of those things. I just it's a mind blowing movie for as me.
3: far as the sexuality in that goes. I don't think it's more just pornographic as it is more romantic because they you know they fall in love and she's not real yeah but the fact that he believes it so much Mm -hmm. you believe that it's real too yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. you believe that romance besides maybe the master i think this is joaquin phoenix's best performance ever
2: it's pretty wow. incredible. I yeah, it's it's another one that, it, right? that blows me away. So
1: I've seen bits and once again oh, okay. g- returning this. I've seen bits and pieces of her, but not the entire thing.
2: Wow. And yeah,
1: it's it's one of those movies that uh, kind of like the Big Lebowski. I would start but I can't get through it, I end up like falling asleep. I could be like wide awake, and then I end up... I like it.
2: You need to sleep but more, man.
1: I need to, apparently. <laughs> That's it, yeah. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. But with that being the case, there are some movies like this that I couldn't really put it on my list without seeing the entire film. Well, sure. So. Absolutely.
2: Well, I'd highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's a great story from, from top to bottom.
3: A lot of people thought she was going to get an Oscar nom for her voice performance. Hey, we nominated her.
2: You in did? the in the Critics' Choice, we nominated her for Best Supporting Actress, yeah. and she's never on screen. Yeah. And if you can
3: do that, why can't you nominate Andy Serkis? That's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> uh, telling you, that's what I'm saying. May-
2: maybe his time's coming up with War. Oh,
3: Let's see. I hope he he more than deserves it. War looks so good. I'm,
2: I'm I'm trying to. Yeah. Hey, I have no I have no problem. I tried to nominate <laughs> him for the last one, so.
3: All right, Aaron, that was your number one? That was my number one. What you got is your number one? I'm
2: going with The Avengers. Same. Yeah. Uh,
3: the Same. reason
1: the reason is because of that elated feeling of going to the theater and seeing it for the first time. Yep. And also the quality and, and everything like that.
2: It's interesting because if we were talking, it's so weird. It, it might actually be more of a favorite movie of mine than the other two. But it, when you talk about, like, best movie mm. ever, like, it's it has flaws. You know, that movie has some flaws. But you're absolutely right. The first time I, I, I sat down and saw The Avengers, I was like, it is the greatest movie-going experience of my life up until Split. Yeah. So, I think I've said that before.
3: And, yeah, actually, last week. Because we, yeah. <laughs> so we were doing best team-up movies. I think I say that every single week. No, we were doing best team-up movies last week. That's right, that's right. And I actually had Avengers as my number one for that as well. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I'm going to say the exact same thing that I did for last week, and it's because it would never been done before. Yeah. It would never been done before. Everybody's talking about the dream movie. Well, what if you took all these A-list actors that you've made, you know, like the Captain America with Chris Evans or Thor with Chris Hemsworth, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. What if you could get them all together Mm -hmm. in one movie? It's commonplace for us now. Yeah. But when that happens, it never been done before. You know, what, yeah. you know what it is? I'm going to combine
2: two of these that we just talked about. The Avengers is the prestige of the Marvel Universe. In other words, yeah. it is the presentation of the yeah. big reveal. Yeah. You know, you've got the pledge, which is Iron Man, and then you've got the turn, which are the movies building up to it, yeah. and then this is the prestige, and it's like, look at this magic trick. I can't believe it's actually happening. And it's exactly. years
1: in the making. It's literally years to feel this building up. And so it's not just where you have one movie... Well, yeah it, it, and playing into that i mean that and you mean it's not growth. just what dc is doing <laughs> exactly and without coming out and saying that uh, i'll say it but with with that it's just uh you know ha- having that build up and just like sitting there in the theater and watching it happen and my first thought is wow they're getting this and it's just it, it it's keeps working. going it keeps going it's yeah it's really yeah.
3: working it's you alive. Know? I just realized again, I'm gonna go back to the prestige you just brought it up. Uh-huh. Like I was saying in the prestige, the trick in that you know, it was for us it's a commonplace trick, but for uh-huh. them it was the greatest trick they'd ever seen. That the Avengers is that trick. Yeah. Because it's commonplace now for the younger audience. Yeah. But for us it was the greatest we'd trick never seen, we'd ever yeah, seen. We'd
2: never seen anything like that before. Yeah yeah no i i totally get why you guys have it at number one honorable Um, mentions yeah let's talk some honorable mentions i got two i have one two three four five six seven i have eight wow oh wow how many do you have daniel i just have a few and a lot
1: of those are the movies like her that I could okay. have put on the list, the official list.
2: I think uh, I think really the main lesson for you is get some sleep, man. That's it. You just yeah, gotta get some the sleep, <laughs> <gotta get> <laughs> sleep at night. Just uh, gotta get up sleep at night. What about you, Andrew? What are some honorable mentions?
3: My first honorable mention I'm going to mention is a movie you are not allowed to watch on an empty stomach. Ooh. Because you will die. That's <laughs> Chef. Uh-huh. I love I've Chef. Never, That's in my honorable mentions I've as well. I've never been more like, you know, just mouth like drooling over how good that food looked and stuff.
2: You and, can tell Favreau loves food yeah like you can tell he totally not just gets from it. him
3: being a big guy but the way that you could tell he was passionate. oh that's not what i meant at all yeah. actually he was not he was he brought life into that character because that was true passion oh for yeah. Food. yeah yeah for sure and, and again it's not a great scarlett johansson performs because she's in the movie for three minutes if that yeah oh really she's, yeah she's barely in wow it all. what a great movie though oh it's so good it's it's that father son and then john linguazama sidekick you know chemistry between them on that food truck
2: it's also so very personal to him because it's not just a movie about food it's a movie about him as a director in many ways yeah. and about you know going from making big iron budget man. movies like iron man and but not it but that's not really why you got into it to yeah. doing why you really got into mm-hmm. it and and that's and that's actually this movie is Is his, you know, it's it's like this movie is his food truck, you know, in many ways. It
3: reminded me of the John Favreau we all saw in Swingers. Mm. You know, the passionate guy who just loved what he did. Not saying he wasn't passionate when he was doing Iron Man's. Iron Man's great.
2: Uh, Zathura's great, which is another one that he did. Um, So he he makes good movies. The Jungle Book.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, good call. My last honorable mention is a movie, actually, I think does not get as much. love as I think it deserves just because it is a Michael Bay movie and that's the island. I had it too. Yeah. I I actually like the island a lot. I think it's pretty good.
2: Yeah if we were doing best ever Michael Bay movies, I'm sure it'd be be towards our top.
3: So you you like it too.
2: I do. I actually do.
3: I I, you're one of the few people because I think know whenever you hear Michael Bay does a movie, there's automatically this shtick that goes with it like, oh then it's terrible if Michael Bay did it (laughs) and for the most part that's true but, <laughs> but he has made good movies the, yeah, transformers yeah the transformers <laughs> but he yeah he does make good movies the rock was good the island's good um well the rock is good in a
2: michael bay way like yeah. it's bad it's boys not a great is movie same uh, with bad boys
3: uh is uh, it the secrets of Benghazi? was oh, very 13, really? 13 hours, hours i thought was, it was good. Really good i, yeah. I
1: really like that movie that's
3: good in a non michael bay way exactly <laughs> but the island man i mean you talk about a cool way of looking at the future. Yeah. The island is a cool way well, of looking at the Well, you've got good performances
2: future. in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, know, you have so. Ewan
3: McGregor. And actually, I think the chemistry between Ewan McGregor... I cannot say his name. <laughs> Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Uh, <laughs> him and Skywet Johansson. Uh, I think the chemistry between those two is great. And also, whenever you put... Uh, oh, what's his name? He dies in every single movie he's in. Uh... <laughs> Game of Thrones, GoldenEye, Sean Bean, Bean, thank you so much. Uh, I had a brain fart. Great villain. Mm -hmm. Loved him as the villain. Super good. I love the island.
2: Good stuff. Uh, I'll just throw out uh, Captain America Civil War and Winter Soldier. Mm. Uh, Enjoyed those. Uh, The Jungle Book. Speaking of, she did a voice in The Jungle Book. For two seconds. For a couple seconds. Hey, (laughs) he's in it. That's true, yeah. Uh, Hail Caesar, I really enjoyed. Love Hail Caesar. Uh, Hitchcock. Did you ever see Hitchcock? Now, here's the oh. thing. I
3: thought that you were going to put Hail Caesar in your top three.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Avengers Prestige and her. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, how's it, how's it bump one of those out?
3: That, I, I totally get it. But, <laughs> I yeah, really Hitchcock... did
2: like Hail Caesar, but it's not in my top 100 movies of all time, and those three are. So. Was
3: the Hitchcock one you're talking about the one that Anthony Hopkins... Yes. Okay. yeah.
2: Yes. Under scene. Um, it's not like it's a spectacular film. But especially for someone like myself who really loves Alfred Hitchcock, I think yeah. it touches on what made him so interesting uh, more than any movie I've ever seen. And her performance in it is, is really good as well. Uh, and then the final one I would mention is Matchpoint, uh, which if you've never mm-hmm. seen the Woody Allen movie, Matchpoint, uh, I think phenomenal. Actually, probably my favorite Woody Allen movie, So at least in the more modern era of Woody Allen, where he continues to still somehow make a movie every single year at the age of 127. <laughs> and his Amazon show. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's, right. That's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Uh so yeah, match point would be my final one. In chat, uh Under the Skin was mentioned. That's a, mm. that a weird movie. Weird movie. Weird movie. She kind of has a thing for weird movies, right? Like you think of like Under the Skin and then Lost Ghost in the, the Shell and mm-hmm. Lost in Translation and yeah. that's cool. She makes some really interesting good choices. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So, well, way interesting, to go, choice, interesting choices. <laughs> well, some of them are good. <laughs> yeah, some of them are good.
3: So, I, I don't think I've ever seen a more trippy movie since, like, uh, Clockwork Orange, mm. since as Under the Skin, because you really got to pay attention to what's going on in that movie to make any sense of it at all.
2: Yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure you actually can make <laughs> a sense, of, of, sense it. of
3: it at some point. But,
2: yeah. uh, but no, I get why people would enjoy it. Um, also, speaking of weird, interesting tech technology character she's chosen lucy nobody Hate, mentioned lucy mm-hmm. well it's not lucy. a great movie but yeah. yeah so yeah what an interesting career from ScarJo. so yeah okay what
3: nobody's gonna mention Eight <gasps> oh, eight-legged Free? freaks we gotta mention eight-legged freaks <laughs> go ahead mention it eight-legged freaks <laughs> <laughs> come on uh, everybody
2: remembers arachnophobia but eight-legged freaks is the better movie
3: exactly i mean david arcane come on yeah. i totally forgot that that was a I can't believe I couldn't remember Eight Legged Freaks, Ghost World, Once Ghost World, th- Ghost World's good.
2: Was
1: was Just Cause her her, her first film? That was Is her that second labels? film. She okay. did a
3: movie called North, which I'd never heard of before. Yeah, I haven't. Heard I of liked that. North. I got a,
2: I got a, who directed somebody really popular directed Rob, North.
3: Rob Reiner. Yeah, Reiner oh. did
2: North, and uh, I actually thought it was. But yes. that was before I I had my critic's brain on as much. I mean, I was you know it was a long time ago, but and then she was also in. Um, home alone three yeah so you know
1: i don't remember her in that at all i actually tried well, I googling photos <laughs> i tried finding images of her on google uh, of being in that film but sadly i've seen that movie twice what
2: you googled images of scarlett johansson you must be the only man ever to do that
3: <laughs> besides Don john <Jones. laughs> specifically in home alone three
2: yeah. yes i'm home alone pictures of scarlett johansson <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a new segment. Uh, hopefully, this will be a common thing. We're calling it Sift Back. That's a temporary title, unless you can think of something better. Uh, here's the point you've got questions, feel free to ask them. It could be about movies, could it be about us, really, it could be about anything. Uh, we'd love to hear any feedback you have. Uh, if you want to email us, it's feedback at siftpop.com, or you can tweet at me, Aaron Dicer, A-A-R-O-N-D-I-C-E-R, probably the easiest ways to get your questions answered. Uh this isn't a question as much as it is a comment. This came in. Love listening to Sif Pop with our girls Abigail and Adeline, they're 10 and 12. It helps us occupy time on our long car rides we recently came back from South Carolina on a 12 hour ride Ugh. and from South Carolina to Indiana and end up doing our own dense Disney princess sift sort based <laughs> on what you guys did hey uh, also the girls want Andrew to know that Cinderella does marry the prince at the end of the movie
3: Oh so uh, I gotta
2: make sure you know that.
3: Well, Abigail and uh, what was Adeline. It? Adeline. Good job.
2: Well done. <laughs> so here <laughs> is the official Wyndham family response to the Disney princess movie sift sort. you ready for this? Yes. They each graded every single Disney princess movie, the four of them, uh, and averaged out the rankings for this list. So in at number 11 is Pocahontas. Number 10 is Mulan. Number nine is Princess and the Frog. Number eight is Sleeping Beauty. Number seven is Brave. That's way too low. Number six is Snow White. Number five is Tangled. Four Little Mermaid. Three Cinderella. Two Beauty and the Beast. And number one was Aladdin. Good so, job, oh.
3: Abigail and Adeline. Good job. I'm you proud wanted you. Aladdin at number one. I didn't did want she? Aladdin. Number I think one. our
2: official ended up with Beauty number and the Beast two. at number one. So if you have any opinions on anything we've done, feel free to let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hear those as well. And now on to a question. This comes from Oliver Queen at Star City Mayor on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, he says... Love your work. <laughs> <laughs> what's an all-time great movie that you hate, and what's an all-time worst movie that you somewhat enjoy?
3: Oh, this I like, question, wow.
2: This question could basically be, embarrass yourself. <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for that. Um, do we want... You need some time to think of a couple? Um, one that I hate that everybody loves is Donnie Darko. I cannot stand that movie. Whenever everybody talks about, oh, it's the greatest cult classic movie of all time, uh-huh. I'm like, no, I don't get it. It's, <laughs> I mean, Yes is one of Jake Gyllenhaal's you know, uh, beginning performances, and it's just way too weird, and people still have discussions to this day about what that movie's actually about. And I just never found it captivating at all. It uh, just didn't do it for you, didn't huh? Didn't do it
2: for me. Hated it. What about you, Daniel? You got any? Uh, modern
1: film I'd have to go with and obviously it was kind of on the medium scale for critics but uh, uh World War Z I just did not like that it, it was one of those that uh, I don't know if
2: I call World War Z an all-time great uh, yeah yeah but... that's
1: that that's one of those that yeah, I'm kind of stretching it but uh, that's one that immediately comes to mind uh, because a lot of people at least you know uh, friends co-workers and sure they, they end up talking it up um, but a great uh, thinking about a great that everyone loves and I'm just not that big of a fan of, um, that's tough.
2: I, I can go and you can keep thinking. Okay. Or whatever. I think for me, I have to go with, and I again, this, this question could just be embarrass yourself, uh, Goodfellas. I oh. hate Goodfellas. you do know not a gangster movie. Mo- yeah. yeah, I'm not a gangster movie guy, and that movie in particular just seems mean to me. <laughs> I mean, it's Too, just yeah. like... It's just like what are we? What are we reveling in here? Like this, who am I supposed to like? What am I supposed to be rooting for again? I, I don't understand this movie. Oh, what man. is going on here? Scarface is the same way. I'm just like what yeah. is going. Oh. But Goodfellas is more considered to be a like you know an all time great yeah. classic kind I of movie. I know what one I should have gone with. What now? should you have gone with? Moonlight. Oh, Moonlight. I hate the that recent movie. one, but yeah, I know. Is you one didn't of the- hate it. You've never said you hated it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's maybe that's why I didn't cho- choose it. It's because everybody loves it way more than me. I right? Saw that there's and, a disparity, and the more there. people love it, the more I dislike it, sort of thing. I'm trying to think of a movie that everybody hates that I love, and maybe it's just because I like it at a novelty standpoint. But I like Waterworld. There you it's go. That's fun. a great choice. I think Waterworld's fun. Yeah, that's a fun movie. It's not it's not going to win any Oscars. (laughs) But come on, it's entertaining.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I I totally get why you would say that. What about you, Dan? You got any movies that are generally panned that, that you love? The
1: uh, movie that I actually returned to recently and I, I know it's bad and it's kind of like eating too much candy (laughs) and it's the original Buffy, the vampire slayer movie. Ah, uh, hence why I brought up Christy Swanson earlier. And, uh, Obviously, the show was celebrating 20 years this past week, but uh, the movie, I remember watching it on uh, Dinner and a Movie on TBS and those throwback nights, and I just remember watching that a lot. Uh, Obviously, it seemed like it was almost a movie made for TV, but I returned to that, and some of the moments that I just really enjoyed, uh, it's bad, but it's it's a fun (laughs) bad.
2: Uh, For me, I already mentioned North. Which is widely considered to be one of the worst movies of all time. And I actually kind of enjoyed it. Uh, It's interesting that that would come up. Uh, But I think I'm going to have to go with Batman and Robin. I can have fun watching Batman and Robin. And most people, uh, and I agree, think it's an awful movie. But for some reason, I can pop that in and watch Schwarzenegger (laughs) make all those ice puns and (laughs) just kind (laughs) of smile and and day go with it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Although I do often... Chill. I often get uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin confused. Because they're equally terrible? Because Well, but I also... I, I actually... I would say I would I would be willing to have a conversation and fight for Batman Forever being considered an okay movie. There, I think that movie does some things right, and I think there's some performances in it that are really good. Uh, oh, Jim Carrey Seal and,
3: wrote the "Kiss from a Rose" for that song.
2: That's right. right that alone, oh, yeah. that alone makes it a good movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: then you have <laughs>
2: Batman Forever to thank for, for one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. All right. Uh, great movie. Yeah. Well, but, Oliver Queen. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Oliver Queen. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for making us all embarrass ourselves.
3: You got another question?
2: No, That's it for this time around. All right. Again, if you have a question that you'd like to get on, make sure you hit us up at feedback at sifpop.com. All right, on to the buried treasure, guys. What's that one thing in the world of pop culture anywhere that you want to make sure people know about? Daniel, why don't you start us off?
1: I'll actually go with the pretty local thing. And I thought a lot about it this because there are a couple of things that I thought would be interesting. One, is if you're interested in looking at uh, looking up a lot of uh, kind of indie filmmakers, local filmmakers, I'm pointing to Sato 48. It's a mm. uh, a film competition here in the Ozarks, and there's just a lot of really interesting work, um, some really good filmmakers, and uh, and I know that's uh, coming up here soon, but that's something that you know if you go on YouTube search. I end up watching, I, uh, since college, would always go back and watch a lot of short films. Yeah. Uh, It's a really interesting way to tell stories. Obviously, um, with uh, normal films, you can end up coming across some really bad short films But uh, in general. But I think, especially with Sato 48, go check it out on YouTube. Just (laughs) type in Sato 48, and then you can come across uh, whatever year. There are a lot of different movies. Nothing really in particular. Just saying that... It's a really interesting thing to check out uh, and uh, kind of a local film festival here that's a uh, smaller scale that you might not have heard of all right, before. Well, what Very about good. you, Andrew?
3: What's your buried treasure? So, you know, one of my guilty pleasures, and I think you like it as well as American Ninja Warrior. We love watching that. Do mm-hmm. you like shows like that at all?
1: Occasionally. <laughs> it's one of those that yeah. I end up watching whenever I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not watching anything else mm-hmm. or Let I'm me, eating yeah. dinner or something like that.
2: Let me just be clear. There's nothing guilty about my pleasure in watching American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah. I love that show.
3: Their Netflix has come out with their own version. Did you know this? No, I didn't. It's called Ultimate Beastmaster. Okay. Interesting because, you know, American Ninja Warrior is only Americans. This takes, I think there's 108 competitors, and each episode is two competitors from different countries. So there's two competitors from Germany, South Korea, okay. Brazil, America, uh, Mexico, and uh, Japan. Okay. And... Uh, they have two competitors, and whoever is at the end of it—that's the that country, whoever, whichever wins that round—they'll come back for the finale to fight all the other winners. Fight how? Like what's like, the fight? It's like it's the obstacle course sort of thing.
2: It is an obstacle course. Yeah, Why do obstacle. they call it
3: Beastmaster? Because the the uh, arena is designed to look like a giant dragon. You got to make your way through this giant dragon. Oh, yeah.
2: That's confusing.
3: <laughs> the cool thing I about it. Gonna- I was like, are we, "This is like dog fighting. Like this sounds <laughs> yeah. awful." The thing I love the most about this show, though, and it's only ten episodes long, I think you can watch it all on Netflix, is that there's hosts, but there's hosts for every single country, so you get what? to see how um, huh. and they actually go back and forth between and there's subtitles because you know they don't all speak in English. Yeah, but there's famous hosts like Anderson Silva, the UFC fighter. He's uh-huh. one of the uh, host for Brazil it's him and another guy and it's cool because you get to see the way that other countries the way that they interpret hosting because mm-hmm. you know like uh, oh. the South Korean hosts are very loud and extravagant you yeah, know yeah, they yeah, dance yeah. and they sing whenever their guys doing right. well yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the, uh, the Brazilians are really snarky and they're uh-huh. really funny and the Germans are really quiet Uh And then the Japanese are so focused on getting everything meticulous. And then you have Terry Crews and Carissa Thompson as the American host. And (laughs) Terry Crews is hilarious.
2: Yeah, but he's not not who I would say is a typical, like, would be an American host. Like, you know.
3: But he does a good job. Yeah, I'm sure he's fun. But you really do get to the point where you're like, I want the South Koreans to win because their hosts are hilarious. (laughs) And you do feel like you just... Every now and then you get that n- or that national pride, like "Go America, you can do it" sort of thing going on. But if America gets knocked out, you finally okay. I'm going to root for the South Koreans because I really want them to win.
2: Well, it makes sense. I mean, you know, yeah. Th- I mean, they made the movie. The host, didn't they? South Korea, wasn't
3: that? It was South. So Korea. I mean,
2: of course they're going to be great hosts. And make a movie like that.
3: Yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out if you like that kind of obstacle course, American Ninja Warrior. ...style of show. That was totally hmm. a joke, by the way. The movie The Host has nothing to do with hosting. <laughs>
2: it was just so we're clear. Yeah. It's about, like, a parasite.
3: Giant parasite
2: monster. Giant <laughs> parasite monster. <laughs> All right. Uh, My Buried Treasure is an app... Uh and just because I found it this week. Are they
3: wearing an errand
2: suit? <laughs> 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 and it has nothing to do with pop culture the app itself has nothing to do with pop culture either. But if you are the kind of person like me who does a lot of freelance work and has to keep track for taxes mm-hmm. of like places you drive, you know, expenses, those kind of things, I think I found the best app ever. It's called Everlance. And it automa if you give it permission, it automatically tracks anytime you drive anywhere and then pops up a notification. Hey, is this personal or business? And you just click and it sorts it. Hmm. And so all the driving is, you know, kept track of right there. And then anytime you have a receipt, you just take a picture and, you know, put in what it was for. And it just makes organizing that stuff as somebody who's self-employed, yeah. you know, pretty amazing. And Andrew, I know you're, you're self-employed as well a lot. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a great, if you freelance in any way, uh, I think it's a great app that can help you out. So, is it free? A, yeah, that's Completely my free, 100%. I haven't seen it. I haven't even seen any possible cost in it, like any upgrade options or anything. It that's just fast. automatically I'm, does I'm all that get stuff. It. So, yeah. Uh, it's called Everlance, E V E R L A N C E. We're still
3: at the beginning of the year, pretty close to it. I can implement that. <laughs> that's
2: right. You're only, you're only a quarter of the way in. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're at the end of the tax. Well, I guess the tax year is the calendar year. We're just getting ready to pay taxes. Yeah. So, or at least we should be. All right, that's it guys. We did it. A podcast happened. (laughs) Podcasting brought to you by us for you. you. Thanks so much for joining us today on SIF Pop. It's part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at mixler.com slash studio DNA. That's M I X L R dot com slash studio DNA. Huge thanks again to today's guru. It's Daniel. Thank you. Cozy from the Quality Check Podcast. Did I get that right? I know it's brand new. It's not even available quite yet, is it?
1: It's not available right now. Uh, If you go, you can check us out on Twitter, obviously, and we've got a tease up. But right now, uh, we are going through the validation steps, and we are going to have two episodes immediately available. And then a third one coming out hot on its heels. So I think
2: if, yeah, I listened to the tease a little bit. It sounds like something, if you enjoy what goes on here at Sif Pop, you'll probably have a good time at Quality Check as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love coming on here and talking with you guys. It's, it's a lot of fun.
2: We love having you on. You do great stuff, man. Well, so. thank you. Absolutely. Also, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at $3 a month. comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more information at patreon.com slash studios dna lots of ways to connect with the podcast send in your questions your comments you can do it at soundcloud you can tweet at us uh you can do it in itunes or you can email us at feedback at cifpop.com. and finally if you're having a good time your movie loving friends will probably love Cif Pop too so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than single handedly disabling a spider tank We're going to have spoiler chat for this week's movies coming up soon in the podcast feed. Also, we'll see you back next week for some talk on probably Legion finishing up its first season. Maybe a little bit of Big Little Lies also finishing up
3: its first season. And also,
2: we may have to talk about Smurfs. So there is that. We'll see you then.
3: I see what you did there. (laughs) Single-handedly. Yeah, I wonder if you'd catch that. Did
2: you like that?
3: Clever! (laughs) Single-handedly
2: disabling a spider tank.
0: (laughs)
3: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.